Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Let's go back to 2009 with Squidge. Let's look at the Lions Tour again with Squidge. Good morning, good afternoon, welcome to the Squidge Rugby Lions Tour retrospective, the podcast that somehow has a less confusing name, even though we I'm still I'm still confused by it, than the actual fixture we're talking about today, which is the Lions against the Lions, who had to be known as the Golden Lions in order to try and avoid confusion, which still happened anyway. So um, when we call this the Lions Tour retrospective, which Lions are we referring to? We're referring to the Lions. Okay, okay. So we're referring yeah. to the, the, the touring Lions or the, the toured Lions? The Lions getting toured? The Lions. Oh, the Lions. We're I referring see. to the Lions. Yeah, I yeah. I see. The ones that have red and white on their kit. No, the you know the Lions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know the Lions when I said the Lions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. But, you know... In I'm, this... not, I'm not lying to you. Oh, you're, you're, you're a shit. You are. So there's, there's, there's the Lions in this... Yes. This game, there's, there's the Lions that play in red and white, and there's also there's the, the lions. lions that play in red and white. The Lions. Yes. Yeah, yeah, so it's the Lions that play in red and white. Okay, okay, yeah, very yeah. good. Thank you for clarifying that for me. Yeah, not to be confused with the Lions playing white and red. So, yeah, the Golden Lions against the Lions. Yeah. Uh, we were, at one point, going to have a guy who played in this game as a guest on this, but uh, that's not happened. So, instead, we have two people who, instead, watch this after school in an evening which I think is just as insightful yeah. when it comes to thinking back on an old rugby match. Yeah, I like to think so. I mean, people are listening, right? So, or are they? Are they? Are they? <laughs> We're not the ones to say. So, this is the Lions' second game on tour. This is mm-hmm. the second game they played. It's the first one against a proper team, because yeah. the Euro 15 that they played first time were scratch side put together to play the Lions. They were kind of I mean, you say proper team. team. The Golden Lions don't actually exist. But they also do, you know, like they have won yeah. things in the past. No, yeah, yeah, they exist as the Lions. Yes, they did have to change their name in order to not be also called the Lions, because sure. otherwise we just wouldn't know yeah. who was playing for the Lions and who was playing for the Lions. But you know what, to avoid um, confusion and to hmm. honour the tradition, we'll just call them the Lions for the sake of this. Yeah, exactly. I think that's what we should do. The and Lions also, had actually had... Sorry, British and Irish Lions is a bit long-winded, so should we just call them the Lions? Well, obviously, yeah, yeah, let's just okay. call them the Lions. Okay. Um, let's call the whole thing off, I say. So, the Lions had had a really interesting period coming to this game against the Lions. So, in the lead-up, uh, their coach, Loppy Earloff, which is an excellent that name. That's a hell of a name. Loppy Earloff. Loppy Earloff. He had basically, there'd been a bunch of shit had happened. Uh, he'd been fired. Okay. No one quite knew why. The players threatened to strike and miss this game and bunch the Curry Cup when the new coach came in. In the end, that didn't happen. And the only players they were missing were a couple who... So Jacques Ferry was due to play... In the, well, oh, okay. was withdrawn from this game by the Springboks. Uh, and then two days before this game, Earl Rose was withdrawn by the Springboks yeah. as well. He was due to start. Which feels mad. Because Earl Rose yeah. never won a cap, did he? He did. He did. did he, he won a handful of caps. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay. I For some reason, I had it in my head that he was uncapped the whole time. But it seemed bizarre that he was withdrawn. Like, he was that... Oh, no. You're right. Yeah. You're right, he's uncapped. It seems mad to me that he was that wanted by the by uh, Peter de Villiers that he just said, no, you can't play against, you can't play for the Lions against the Lions. Yeah, we're not going to let it happen. We're going to no. withdraw you. Yeah. Do you want to know some stats on Earl Rose's career? Uh, yes. According More to Wikipedia, anything. right? More than anything. Uh, teams he's represented, okay? Yeah. Uh, you've got all these super rugby teams, fine, whatever, grand. But they're national teams, right? Mm-hmm. South Africa is listed. Yep. Zero caps between 2008 and 2009. So he didn't play for South Africa. <laughs> he didn't play for South Africa. He played South Africa sevens. Did he? That seems wrong. Do you want to know how many appearances he made? One. Question mark. Oh my God. He played for South Africa under-19s. Do you want to okay. know how many appearances he made? Uh, dash. Like high four. Question, question mark. Okay. Do you want to know how many games he played for South Africa under-21s? Um, quotation marks. It was, it was, and you'll be amazed to see this. 
a question mark. Oh, wow. Points what a are all question marks in brackets, apart from South Africa, where we know for certain he scored no points. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Because it's quite hard to score points without getting on the field, isn't it? Yes. Um, um, do you want to know some hot, more Earl Rose facts? Yeah, yeah, loads of them, please. So... Earl Rose, specifically in 2008, decided to bulk up in a bid to stake a claim for the Lions fly half position. I don't know which Lions he wanted to play yeah, I don't know if he played against really, or for really the Lions. Yeah. Fact, that is. Um, he told the South African Sports Illustrated. Okay. Where he did a topless photo shoot. Um, okay. well, you did say some which, hot, sexy Earl Rose stats. It is as hot and sexy as Earl Rose stats get. Yeah. Uh, Earl Rose well, Hey, 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 hey. Maybe tell that to Deacon Manu. You, are you saying stat sheets? I'm, I'm talking stat sheets. stat sheets, baby. Wow. Stat sheets. Yeah. Um, speaking of hobbies, I should take your in his stat sheets. I am going to ask you to take a guess at Earl Rose's two favourite hobbies. Oh, okay. Three um, favourite hobbies. Three favourite hobbies, okay? I've got his three favourite hobbies in front of me. Take a guess. I'm going to guess that one of them is rugby. No, rugby's what? not because that's his job now. Oh, okay. That's not a hobby anymore. Ah got me i reckon he likes to go fishing uh fishing is not one of his free hobbies okay. i reckon he likes cage fighting Earl rose does not like cage fighting as far as i oh, know damn i okay think... these are the no i'm gonna give you a hint right these are the most one of them is the most basic rugby player hobby but the other two are the most basic generic hobbies anyone could ever have okay 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 how many more guesses have we got um, I'll I'll give you two guesses, one at each of them. One of the most gen- what's the most generic rugby player hobby? Um, listening to Drake. You're actually spot on. It's no. not that, but listen, listening to music, his favorite genre being R and B, is one of his free hobbies. Okay, okay, okay. So, so I'll give you that. Drake, I'll give you a point Manless there. Drake. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. It's like the captain's challenge. You got one right, so you got to keep on guessing. <laughs> yeah. Until you get one wrong. I reckon he plays the saxophone. No. Um, I think. <laughs> Come on, most basic most rugby basic player hobby. Rugby player hobby. What is it? Every rugby oh, player does golf. this as a hobby. Golf, golf, yeah. right? But do you want some more facts about Earl Rose and golf? His handicap is four. Nope, better than that. In 2019, video footage emerged showing Rose and a female counterpart colli- uh, colluding to steal golf clubs from bags from members of Stellenbosch Golf Club. Who was papping Earl Rose post-retirement in 2019? <laughs> he was stealing golf clubs from a golf club. Oh yeah, club. hang on a second. Yeah, I totally just like yeah, um, like over so, oversaw that. Oh Rose and his part, presumably his partner, either in crime or in life, yeah. were stealing golf clubs on a weekend. I mean, I imagine for the record, like while we're here, like, Oh Rose is married to the game. But carry on. Obviously, obviously, all black wedding ring, Springbok wedding <laughs> ring doesn't really have the same ring. No, um, especially he's, got, he's got zero. Box. Yeah, he, yeah Springbok got engaged. nineteen wedding ring. <laughs> that they got engaged, but they never got married. Oh man, because he he Got made it. the squad, um, but he never played. Yeah, so O Rose was uncovered to belong to a group that st- sold secondhand golf equipment online. <laughs> this is the career he went into after retiring. That's incredible. Right, this is six <laughs> that years group after is now retires. known as Boy Better Know. <laughs> yeah, that's now the Lions. The <laughs> stolen clubs were returned, but charges laid against Rose, who handed himself over to the police and is appearing in court on charge of theft. I've got no idea how O Rose's career of I've got no, no. Idea. is O Rose in prison? Maybe. I don't know. Well, I mean, uh, you're listening to the Earl Rose retrospective, 2021. Um, Mate, I had no idea Earl Rose is a mass criminal. <laughs> is Earl Rose just, in prison? Oh, I mean, he doesn't seem to be. Um, he was described as the Tiger Woods of rugby. What does that mean? I mean, that would imply that he's the greatest of all time. Yeah, that was by Peter Villiers. Peter Villiers described him as the Earl Rose the of rugby goat. in the lead up to this Lions tour. Well, he is yes. the Earl Rose of rugby, that's for sure. I'm not sure about the Tiger Woods of rugby, but hey, do you know who uh, who I think is the Earl Rose of rugby? Earl Rose's brother, yeah, Jody, Jody Rose, Rose, who plays for Romania. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that on the 2015 retrospective. He's <laughs> so, also quite shit. Should we look at the two teams, the Lions yeah, and the Lions? Yeah, let's the players who did play in this game and <laughs> one who didn't. So, so Andre Vittorius played instead for the Lions. At, yes, at number ten, the former Springbok 
and uh, <laughs> any other position uh, it would have played, Louis Ludic, future Ulster rugby legend. Yeah, uh, so Andres, your man Pretorius, played yeah, at 10. Yeah, absolutely. Who, the sheer amount of your manning he did when Jamie Roberts was coming down his channel. For somebody who is like, for a fly half, he's quite, mm. he's decently well built, built isn't he? Yeah, he's, yeah. He's not like one of those tiny tens that you, you see every now and then. Uh, yeah. But he was just so, just could not be arsed with tackling. Exactly. It wasn't he could. Whenever he went in to make a tackle, he was perfectly good at it. You like, know, he was perfectly solid. It's not just that he couldn't contain Jamie Roberts on the crash ball. Like mm. Jamie Roberts sidestepped him at one point. Yeah, like he just let Jamie Roberts run straight past him. Yeah. It was I don't fancy this. This isn't a competitive game, and they're already forty points ahead. Yeah, yeah. I'm um, not making this tackle. This will hurt. There are some amazing names of players I've never heard. Uh, oh, uh, mate, the... mate. So Dusty Noble, who I'm pretty Dusty sure Dusty Noble. A... I think he had a stint in Aerosmith. Uh, yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. I was going to say, like, which RPG did Dusty Noble fall out of? Yeah. There's also Doppies Lagrange, and on the yeah. on the theme of classic rock. You know, when yeah. his name came up, I just thought, you know, there's... there's Doppies there's, Lagrange. Yeah. Which is, like, I imagine that's who ZZ Top wrote the song about. Mm. Um, it was, it was Do- the former Lions centre, Doppies Lagrange. <laughs> There's one on the bench who I I will get to later, um, who comes on quite early on, uh, and I want to I want to talk about him later yes. on. But there's a few more. There's yes. um, Yonk, and now yeah, Yonk Yonk is a great is, name. Yonk is a historic thing for us because we had a song we'd come up with as again I mentioned. Um, I watched this game after getting in. I'd had food tech last period and got in okay. and watched this game afterwards. I remember that. Mm-hmm. I remember being really excited in food tech to go home and watch the Lions. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't think I cared. They them. Yeah, I was really excited. I spent all day thinking about it, um, just yeah. being really, really excited to watch watch them play and watch them absolutely. Also, <laughs> there's a guy on the um, bench called Clever. It's <laughs> <laughs> called Todd. Clever. But he's not very smart, is he? I don't get it. No, then. But then we had come up with as Weens a song about daftly named rugby players or unusually yeah. named rugby players, yeah. perhaps that went yap yonk. Moladika. Yeah. And that was I it. Had, those, those three I had, names. I had absolutely no idea who Yonk was, but we sang that song for years. Yeah, yeah. And when, he, when he came on, I was like, oh, okay, that's who he is. I was like, it's Yonk. Yeah. I had a real burst of nostalgia. That's who Yonk is. It's mm. Yonk. I just yeah. wanted to make a turnover so Yonk could say Yoink. Yeah, yeah, but he didn't. He didn't really do anything he didn't. when he came on, unfortunately. He yeah, in terms of players. Other players in the in the team. There's uh, well, the, Willem Alberts plays number eight. Yeah, that's it. The, the standouts are Andres Pretorius, yeah. um, Louis Ludic, as well plays and nine, which amazes me that he was, yes. he was like playing at a point where we could start at this point because he's well, still going now, isn't he, Vermark? Uh He was in the emerging Springboks team, mm. uh, and he was being talked up as the next big thing. He'd just been in the under twenties yeah. like the previous year. Also, Ernst Joubert on the bench, pre Saracens. Yeah, that's a, oh, he of course on. he is. Yes. Yeah, they, he just signed the Saracens in between. Yeah, um, he was due to join them after this tour. Yeah, uh, which which is wild to think he ever played mm. not for Saracens because he was like the most Saracens player ever. Yeah, with yeah. his nose. Um, should we look at the Lions team? Yeah, so the, the kidding, Lions team have. in in comparison uh, has Louis Ludic at fullback. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, so what geez. a bit! This won't get old. Uh, so the Lions make quite a few changes. Though. There are some players that mm. ha- carry over from the last game. Yeah, like so Tommy Jamie Bow. Robson, Tommy Bow yeah. played both. There's, then, there's somebody in the pack, isn't there as well? David Wallace plays. David both. Wallace plays both games. He was he wasn't due to start the previous game, but he had. Right. Okay. Um, so he then stays in. But then otherwise, pretty much all change. So yeah. Rob Carney and Brian O'Driscoll come in. Ugo Monia comes in. Uh, Stephen Jones and Mike Phillips as halfbacks. Obviously play together with Wales. Yeah. Nathan Hines takes yeah. Paul O'Connell's place. Uh, and O'Driscoll takes the captaincy from him. Uh, Tom Croft think... comes in on the flank. Yeah. Front row of Grumpy DJ, Geffen Jenkins, Chris Salesman, Lee Mears, and Master Chef Master winner. Chef, Phil Pickering. Yeah, yeah. So honestly, it's it's a party there. Like you've got yeah. someone to do the buffet, someone to do the proper food, and then you've got someone to do the music. Yeah, that's... you've got a party in that front row. I'll tell you what. And the then players, you can so bring grateful. on. Then you can bring on you and Murray, who can sort mm. any fights outside. You know, you can yeah, take someone yeah. outside and beat them up, yeah. and then go to church afterwards, and then yeah. get re- you know repentment. And then Ross Ford's also there. Yeah, yeah. I imagine you and Murray was wrestling Gethin Jenkins for the DJ decks, but. Sadly, um, failed. to play Christian music. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> play some gospel choir. Yeah, 
that's that's probably like <laughs> probably quite offensive. Um, uh, but then, you know, presumptuous. But no. Anyway, anyway. So should we should we get into the 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 game? Which sure, Joe Rose yeah. So to be married to. he's married to Lions seventy four, <laughs> Lions ten. It's really unfortunate, you know. They got married when they're very young. Yeah. Um, they're still stuck together because their yeah. parents don't believe in divorce. It's a massive age gap, seventy four ten. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> wait a second, wait a second. Are you saying that Uros is both a golf thief and a nonce, and a pedophile? Yes. <laughs> this one orders in court yeah. where Uros is right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, I mean, they're, they're going to use this as evidence. <laughs> this is <laughs> this. Did you know the. With two One former person, school kids. Yeah, who wasn't playing in this game, infamously, <laughs> once said, you weren't a paedophile. Yeah. There's a thing to not send in fan fiction about. <laughs> yes. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. So, the game kicks off, right? And you know how the Lions had a really dodgy start in the previous game? Yeah. Um, they thump it's it along to Dusty Noble, who yeah. kicks it right back, and Stephen Jones knocks it on. And you think, oh no, it's going to be the same. Yeah. And then from there on out, it is not. Stephen Jones drops his first two balls, and you kind of think, yeah. oh no, this is going to be Keith Hill's mark two, isn't it? And yeah. Stephen Jones plays a fucking blinder from there on. So. <laughs> yeah, he's then excellent. <laughs> but it is there's two minutes of the lions being on top of the lions and yeah. you kind of think oh no is this going to be an... even though i remember this game was a 70 point battering yeah um you know the final score was 74 10 yeah yeah so it's, but... the lions center bosch off smashes stephen jones uh and mm. you think like oh no they're, they're hungry for this they're hungry for this and then they just look like really like they can't be asked from there right there's a point where so jamie he slipped casually throws somebody into touch which is quite fun because, uh, mm. you know, in the uh, the uh, World Cup retrospective we did, we found out that Jamie Heath is usually the one getting thrown into touch. Do you think he did Do you think he did that? And then he thought, two year, he thought that looks like fun. I want someone to do that yeah. to me for yeah, two yeah, years yeah. until it eventually happened. Yeah. Whee! There's then a point where David Wallace just mm. randomly bodies Louis Ludic's leg. And I mm. just, I don't get it. Like So, one minute in, right, Louis Ludic goes to make a clearance kick from Stunner's own 22-metre line. Mm. And David Wallace just absolutely flies into his kicking foot as it's still going. And he's yeah. saying, bodies it, right? Yeah. And I do remember Louis Ludic playing this game. nearly gets kicked in the balls in the process. Sure, but I'm more worried about Louis Ludic's leg. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, me hurt. too. Yeah, me too. Because uh, it, nowadays that would be very illegal, what David Wallace does. It, it's super dodgy. It's one of those yeah. where there isn't a law against it, but it's so dangerous. Yeah, yeah. You've still got to police it, I reckon. You remember, uh, was it 2014, when Glasgow started really targeting Conor Murray's standing foot? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's got vibes of that, of like Wallace yeah. throws all of his weight into the foot as it's, you know, as it's trailing, uh, as it's coming back in after he kicks the ball. It's a really and bizarre tackle technique, by the way. Ludic is down for a couple of minutes he's really really seriously hurt uh mm. he then goes off and on comes frolic mm. right uh i do not know frolic's first name right to me he is simply frolic and at no point in the game does miles harrison or stuart barnes don't look it up no okay. point does miles harrison or stuart barnes say frolic's first name i've just right? checked it and i'm not he gonna is, tell you he is simply frolic to me i choose to believe he is like a brazilian footballer and he is only called frolic he is a man called frolic and frolic comes on and my first thought was who is that collar because he runs on yeah. and he is entirely he's a man who is 90 percent collar I and miles house says here he is on the line shit until he he had all of it yeah 
Well, he comes on and Miles Howard says, here he is, here's Frolic. And you go, oh, good, Frolic's joined the party. <laughs> like, Frolic is a man who is 95% collie. He's gone at 5% since the last edit. It's, it's one of those things, but, right? When, you yeah. know when you discover that something is a name for the first time? Yes. Like, I never knew that Frolic was a name. but Yeah. I like to imagine that Frolicking is named after him. It is, oh, it absolutely is. Like, you watch him play and you think, I want a name. I want this guy's name to be a verb. Yes. So... So Frolic comes on, right? And he is—he has his collar turned right up, so you can't see his ears. That's how high it is. And he's got the shirt unbuttoned and as open as it possibly can be, so they're basically right out to his shoulders. And you can't see his face for how big his collar is. And I thought, this guy is instantly iconic. This is yeah. Frolic. And I spent the rest of the game watching Frolic very, very closely. So I enjoyed Frolic, mainly because he's I really love shit, Frolic. But... Frolic is my favourite player. Of all time. He's my favourite player since Andaman Rowe, at least. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> Frolic... I've got it written down in my notes after Frolic's been on for about three minutes. Om, oh, is Frolic shit? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. There's that point where you think, like, oh, okay, his name's Frolic. That's quite exciting. And then you realise after a couple of minutes, like, ooh, ooh, he's not very he's, good. He's quite a solidly built fullback, you know? And yeah. my well, favourite thing he's about. playing out of position. Miles Harrison yeah, said he's playing out of position. Don't know what position he normally plays. What position normally plays. Might have been back row. I don't know. <laughs> it might be American football. Yeah. Um, so, Frolic. My favourite thing about Frolic, right, as a player. Is that he doesn't aim where he's kicking. He loves to kick the ball, but he never aims. He just hits the ball randomly. And a few times that really works out, but he very clearly just puts his head like back up, like rolls his head backwards when he kicks and just flings the ball at his boot and hoofs it. So like none of the kicks he does has any tactical advantage. No, he just hits it as hard as he can. There's a few, there's one point in which he just hits the ball pretty pretty much straight up in the air. It comes back down and he's been chasing it and he clearly hasn't been watching where the ball is because it hits him in the face and bounces into the hands of one of the Lions <laughs> players. At one point, he, and I think it's his first touch, he tries a delicate little chip, but because oh, he doesn't it's... aim where he's trying, it goes perfectly horizontal. Like you could, get a protr- you could get a protractor out and measure that and it wouldn't be a single angle. It'd be zero. It goes perfectly that horizontally. Is, along that is him. the second game in a row. Where yeah. the Lions opponent's fullback has attempted a, a chip over and it's mm. gone perfectly sideways. Mm. And I think that's really poetic. Um, there's also a point where, so Stuart Barnes suggests, like, I'm really shocked that they've not put the, the winger Michael Killian to fullback instead mm. of Frolic. And then they kind of go, like, oh, but that would mean Frolic playing on the wing and that's even worse. We don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> no, because Frolic is a fullback now. <laughs> we know this. Frolic is a fullback. And again, I've just got Frolic Watch all throughout my notes. I've been keeping a very close eye on Frolic, who is my favourite player, as I say, since at least Andrew Monroe, if not ever. At one point in the second half, he makes a try seven tackle on Alan Wynne Jones, and I almost exploded. Yeah, yeah. He, he did a couple of good things, I suppose. Yeah, but... yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I love Frolic. Yeah, yeah. I will yeah. hear no bad things against Frolic. <laughs> Should we talk about the Lions? So, yeah, so the we've been talking about the Lions. No, so... but the Lions. Yeah, so the Lions spend a few minutes being kind of patchy. Yeah. But I don't know if... Because Miles Harrison and Stuart Barnes in the commentary keep talking about how excellent the Lions are for the entire first ten minutes. Yeah. When actually they look quite bad by modern standards. Yeah, I agree. They, they look very shapeless. I don't it know takes, if... It takes Ugo Monya straightening up and like really getting them going forward to, to, to form any sort of shape. Yeah. But I don't know if that's just our modern sensibilities 12 years I think, on. I think it kind seeing of is, them. yeah. Yeah, I don't think... I think actually they were playing quite solidly for the fact there are odd stray passes and there yeah. isn't much shape to their attack. But that's just because there's so much more shape to any attack these days. Sure, yeah. They're kind of going side to side, but gradually making ground, aren't they? Granted, mm. the defence isn't great, you know. Uh, no. But, so, the Lions' first trip to the 22 results in points. Yeah. There's a really, really nice step, an offload by Brian O'Driscoll, and the offload to Jamie Roberts, who just crashes over from short range. And that is sort of the the start of that partnership building. Yes. And and O'Driscoll obviously looked really, really good throughout the game. It's the start of a beautiful friendship. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Jamie Roberts hits the line really, really well. Yeah. And, you know, Miles Harrison, no, uh, Stuart Barnes in commentary, makes the point that we expect to be the other way around of Roberts feeding to O'Driscoll. Yeah. But instead it's O'Driscoll just really nicely picking his moments and yeah. Roberts then crashing over from a few they, inches out. They instantly the looked effortlessly brilliant, didn't they? They didn't yeah. really need any time to gel. 
like that they are such a good combination from the off and like we we kind of should have seen that coming that that would be like a worldy combination but yeah i mean it's always talked about it always will be as one of the great center partnerships of all time yeah and they played together about five times yeah absolutely and they're great on the 2013 tour but particularly this tour Mm. was uh, as i said like they flourished within minutes of knowing each other yeah, because we assume none of the players get to meet before the game. That's the whole thing of the Lions. Yes, is yeah, you know yeah. you've got to come together over the course of the game time. Yeah, yeah, yeah you don't get yeah, you yeah. don't get to meet in advance. You, like you're not even allowed to high five before the game. You know you've got to social distance. Yeah, yeah, you've got to just you can you can stare at each other for about five seconds. Be allowed to. Speak. Yeah, there was a there's a loophole where Tom Croft was really hungry the day before the game when they're doing the captain's run where they're not allowed to meet they've got to stand six minutes oh of apart. course yeah and he starts and... snacking on David Wallace yeah <laughs> yes he just ate David Wallace's leg yeah no and Lee Mir sold him some crisps because he was pathologically addicted to selling crisps yeah and <laughs> um and it was a real grey area because he wasn't in his official capacity as a Lions player when he sold him crisps yeah but yeah he was, he they was did doing meet. his side side business like yeah. he took he took off the humble Lions jersey put on yes. his I sell crisps jersey and sold some crisps. <laughs> so Lee Mears has two modes. He walks around the streets of Bath, always either wearing a Lions jersey from 2009, like the test jersey, the test jersey. Yeah. Uh, and he never washes it, uh, unless sometimes he might wash it when he's wearing his I sell crisps shirt instead. It's just a t-shirt that says, I sell crisps. He sells them individually as well. Yes. Or you you go up to him and you say, how many crisps do you want? He'll be like, 100 crisps, please. And you're like, okay, fair enough. But because he's he's that... (laughs) What's that for a crisp? Let me just quickly do the maths on this. It's like 11p per crisp. Yeah, 11 pounds. Yep, 11p per crisp. So... Lee Mears who because he's that good a crisp salesman right he can just glance down and he instantly knows what 100 crisps are like he doesn't have to count them off individually like, he's he, that he doesn't good. even need to look at he them is he, the... just, he keeps really intense eye contact stares <laughs> dead in the eye and picks up exactly 100 crisps and like claw puts them in your hand and then immediately continues walking down the street Wearing his t-shirt, very prominently showing that he sells crisps, making really intense eye contact with people, waiting for someone to stop him and spend eleven p on a crisp. He doesn't sleep. He just keeps walking. He has his arms swaying side to side. He can only sleep in his lion's jersey. He has to change out. Well, well, sometimes he likes to go to rugby training and just completely forgets about the crisp business. <laughs> he, d- he doesn't ignore. He just sometimes shifts, and he has no idea when he does it. Yeah, yeah. He never. He's never actually shirtless as well. Like he puts one on no. uh, over the top, and then takes the other one off, for, off from underneath, and like carries on with his crisp selling. Or... But they they somehow just swap places on his body. Yeah, <laughs> his Lions test jersey. Yeah, and they had real problems when he's back playing for Bath. Was they had to put that jersey over the top because yeah, so actually wearing yeah. three layers whenever they, had they played. To, they had to paint the bath uh, colours onto it. Yeah, it's like Baxan. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that, I think uh, was that his crisp jersey or was his Lions jersey that he played for Bath in? Uh, both. He's played in both. He's played in okay. both. There's yeah. a really confusing moment at a scrum once where he tried to give the referee some crisp, <laughs> and the referee targets him trying to buy a penalty from him. <laughs> the referee took one crisp for eleven p, and then yellow carded him. <laughs> <laughs> so, did you know it's in the referee law book? Do you not allowed to sell crisps to the referee on the pitch? Is that 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 was actually an ELV that came in this year? Yeah, it's a it's a yellow it card came... offence if you try to sell the referee some crisps. And this is why Lee Mears didn't have much of a career beyond this Lions tour. Why he didn't make the following World Cup? Not, not much of a rugby because he was career. just no, exactly. But it's why because he just kept going up to referees and trying to sell them crisps. But the the thing is, there's a loophole, right? And eventually, when Todd Blackadder came in at Bath, which didn't happen until after he retired, uh, but it worked at the Snoop which was that you can give crisps to a referee for free, but you're not allowed to sell them to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Less than 11 p. So what uh, Blackadder would do in advance is he'd pay Lee Mears for some crisps in advance and then have him deliver them to the referee during uh. the game. 
Uh, so like it became a really Saracen's maneuver. Exactly, exactly. They start a crisp business. I'm, I'm honestly shocked Nigel Ray didn't find out this loophole first. I'm surprised <laughs> it took Blackadder to do this. <laughs> didn't have Vuno Crisp. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't send out like you know Michael Rhodes or something like someone to just be like, oh mate, do you want some Pringles? No, 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 no. that doesn't work. It doesn't work. You're not Lee Mears. No, Lee Mears is the king of the crisp. Yeah, he's, known. he's probably he's probably the Tiger Woods of selling crisps on a rugby field. <laughs> I think so. Not that Tiger Woods um, ever stole any golf equipment. Wouldn't have to because he gets given it for free because he's a he's a world class golfer. And yeah, yeah, he's got sponsorships and stuff. He's right, uh, the Lions score like eighteen tries in this game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they do. We're now half our room. All we've spoken about is Ill Rose and crisps. So, what other tries happen? Oh, no, there's a point where um, Stephen Jones does two really like clever kicks in a row, and, and mm. they're, they're really smart. They, they've managed to regain the ball both times. Well, th- th- okay, so the first one, mm. there's Stephen Jones kicks into the corner, uh, and it lands it on sort of the five-meter channel. Jano Vermont goes to dive on the ball and secure it, and Killian, the winger, just mm. comes in, slides in from outside, and slaps it out of his hands and into touch. Yeah. His own teammate. It's a wild thing to do, isn't it? It's yeah. That is a squad that has had political upheaval and has not been preparing properly, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That is a like that, that but... is a squad where there's tension. Yeah, but he he slaps the ball away from his nine. No one seems to trust another player other than Andreas Pretorius, who trusts everyone to make tackles on Jamie Robbins rather than him. Andreas Pretorius is playing for them now. Yes, Wales he is. So, yes, yes. No, that's that's very picky for me to pick up on you making that mistake. It's like three letters, uh, not even it's two letters. Anyway, anyway, so yeah, that's that's a really mad decision by Killian to slap the ball out. But uh, so straight from the line up there, uh, they hit Tommy mm. Bow on a short ball through the middle, and he offloads to, to Brian O'Driscoll, who just skates in really easily. Mm. Uh, it's a lovely bit of rugby yeah. from both. You know, Tommy Bow has a really so nice line. Yeah, yeah, times the thing perfectly in terms of freeing his hands before he makes the tackle, before he yeah. hits the tackle. Uh, and a Driscoll finish it super. Like, that is a more difficult finish than Brian Driscoll makes it look like. Yeah, absolutely. You know, there's, absolutely. there's far more work to do than it looks like from a Driscoll. The he fact that it looks effortless is what's impressive about that. Yes. The fact that he, he can put himself in a position where he can put that down one-handed is yeah. what's so impressive, rather than having to dive around somebody or shrug someone off or whatever. Like, he, he managed to very easily just skate past the last defender, who I think was yeah. Frolic, and put the ball down. It wasn't, I checked this, it wasn't Frolic. Uh, I was, oh, keeping, was it not? I was on. I was in frolic watch. Oh, okay, yeah, of course. You just, had like a shiny, like um, yes, uh, like, like the spotlight, a, a like BT Sport him. used yeah. to do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, a Lewis beacon over him. So there's another point right after this as well, where um, frolic is running support of someone else because he was at fullback. I think one of the wingers. I think I'm Killian takes the ball and he's just running in front of him. Classic frolic. Classic frolic. He's just having a little frolic. Yeah, maybe you know, that's a new position he plays up front. Yeah, American football. Yeah. He's just used to a forward pass being allowed. Yeah, uh, yeah. So the Lions then get back down to the 22 and they kick a goal from 14-0 yeah. up. I think it's a really smart decision. I, I don't I, like it. I, I think that's a what smart dickheads. decision because... Yeah, that's that's also valid. But 14-0 up, uh, what, 10 minutes into the game? I think mm. at that point, you, you, you're you just trying to like kind of rub it into the opposition. Uh, yeah. And you sort of say, like, you're not getting back into this game. We're 17-0 up now. You know? No, sure. Okay. Quite smart. I take it on the first one, but not the second time they do it. Mm, yeah. To be fair, the um, Golden Lions get downfield to kick a penalty, and that puts them to 17-3. But at that point for the Lions, you go, no, no, don't be silly. Don't be silly yeah. and think you've got a chance in this game. Yeah. Let's turn the knife. Yeah. Uh, there's also, not long after this, a really funny point where Uget Monia tries to quick, take a quick throw and it goes about oh, seven yeah. metres forward. Yes. And luckily, they're still giving the line out after that rather than being pulled back for a scrum or whatever but yeah yeah he, he does a frolic yes he does he he, he totally frolics uh, also right at one point the referee gives a penalty for a high tackle i don't know if he just received crisp from lee mears to buy it but 2009 when did you ever see penalties for high tackles mm. we just watched the whole I mean, 2011 world cup back i don't think it happened once yeah i suppose so i suppose so High tackles and offsides were the two things that were just like completely just like a free for all. Everyone just went play on, you know. Everyone, no one gave yeah. a shit about any of it. No, it was just it stood out to me that an actual high tackle. Nowadays, you're so tuned into high tackles, anything, mm. any contact there, you go, oh, send him off, send the dirty get off. Whereas yeah. then it was just like, you know, who cares? You know, if he didn't actually yeah. shove a finger in his eye, no one cares. Alan Quinlan. I'm just going to move on from that. Yeah, yeah. The, the resulting line out 
Monu goes straight for an inside ball. It's a really nice line by Monu, and an even better offload to Jamie Roberts yes. off the floor. Uh, Roberts is held up by Villa Alberts, who does a brilliant tackle uh, on him. Right, Villa Alberts is excellent in this game. Yeah. He yeah. is the one Lions player you look at and go, that guy's going to play for the Springbok. Yeah, in the yeah, you can totally see his potential. Like, he carries really well. Yeah. He makes so many huge hits. There's one kick he puts in that goes about 60 yards uh, that really mm. saved his team. Um, there's there's a few really brilliant things he does in this game, and you're right. And he went on, he won his first cap that autumn. Yeah. Um, so at this point, he was a promising youngster rather than, you know, yeah. big international Springbok guy. But he is by such a distance the, Lions best pl- the Golden Lions' best player. The Lions' um, best player. He is the best player. Um, until about 65 minutes where after being the only player trying for so long he just doesn't bother catching the ball when it's given to him on a short Mm. ball by the nine and he clearly looks like he's just pissed off and tired and doesn't want to try anymore you understand that I don't blame him I don't blame him being the best on his team you know yeah he obviously holds that that try for uh, Jamie Roberts and then I, I love what comes after this the next Lions attack there is a really nice offload from the man himself in rugby mode Lee Mears uh, to Jamie Roberts. Roberts goes straight through the middle and finds Tommy Bow. Tommy mm. Tommy Bow again. Like he's running. Like he's so balanced, and he he manages to somehow convince everybody. Oh, he's going to go the whole way, and then he sends a really nice floated pass over the top to Monya, who just mm. skates into the corner to turn it from sort of a maybe sixty percent try into one hundred percent try. Yes, yeah, it's it's really really nice and really well finished and taken. Yeah, it's a superb try. Yeah, well finished by Monya. And Tommy Bow just showing the complete all-round game he had. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And there's there's a few moments like that in this game where like, I think Tommy Bow was selfless all game and still managed to pick up two yeah. tries, which feels feels mad that he was he was more he he was kind of well the commentators spoke about him is like oh he's the assister today is is Tommy Bow yeah. rather than the prolific finisher we used to yeah yeah the other moment of great great teamsmanship around this point is at one point uh, Frolic wins a turnover penalty because he is Richie McCall. Oh. Wow, I-, I missed that. But wow. he is also Frolic. He's also Frolic. No yeah, first name, really no surname. Just Frolic. Frolic. Just yeah. Frolic. Like Madonna or Adele. Just one name, yeah. Frolic. Yeah, or Drake, even. Yeah. Because his name is Who famously... Who Rose likes to listen to. Yeah, exactly. So, Tommy Bow makes a few more breaks. Oh, there's a, there's a really, really nice one where... Um, he uh, sets Rob Carney through on a little switch on the inside. Yes. Uh, Bo, like, as soon as they realise like how quick and balanced he is, they just kind of go like, I've got an idea, lads. Let's just put all of our defenders on at number 14. <laughs> but Tommy Bo cut there's so much ground in this game. He's rarely where he starts off a move. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. he is covering the full width. Um, he's very, very, very good. Yeah. There's, so there's, there's the next one where he kind of pops up very quickly in the sort of scrum half type position does a little mm. bit of a pick and go and the th- what's brilliant about this and the thing is this is at the point where not everybody quite realised that in order to efficiently draw in a player you have to be running at full speed yes. and players would still try and do that thing sometimes where they slow down thinking that's going to somehow draw a man in and it's just not yeah. true and Tommy Bow goes at full speed like he's going for the gap and then just no look pops it up to Tom Croft who's hitting a gap and he I mean it's a hell of a finish by Croft Again, he Croft steps three or four people yeah. uh, shows incredible pace to get there uh, which at this point was a novelty seeing a flanker who could outrun wingers uh, or, yeah. or centres or whatever I suppose it's still a novelty these days since we're outrunning wingers but, but yeah a, a, a winger of that kind of agility was, yeah a halfback or a centre you probably expect a lot of flankers and number eights to be about as quick as them uh, at mm-hmm. this point as in in 2021 but in 2009 it was a real bonus to yeah. Tom Croft stock with the yes. Lions in terms of getting to the test team was the, the fact that he could finish opportunities like that yeah and this is the try he kind of lived off for a very long time I think mm. he was very good in the two tests obviously this year yeah but I think him bursting through and showing in a Lions jersey, I am very quick and I can finish, yeah. kind of won him a lot of kudos on the following tour as well. Yeah. And so yeah. when he starts at six in that first test, despite having not really not played as well as Lydia from my memory, yeah. it is partly you on... He's it, got though. A, but that's he's it, he's got a point of difference. Line out. Yeah. He's got a point of difference. He's got a point of difference that no, none of the other flankers can do, you know? Absolutely. Whereas Dan Lydia is like... 2013 Dan Lydia was the best at the core role of a six... Yeah, you say a lot of brilliant things about Dan Lydia, and I love the guy, but mm. he's not fast. No, but whereas Tom Croft was something different, yeah. and I think the hope was, and we're now looking at the wrong Lions tour, but the hope was Tom Croft could do the Lydia stuff and then also have his point of difference. Yeah. And I think often Croft would sacrifice one for the other. 
and he doesn't really in this game, and he doesn't really on this tour. I think this tour is the best rugby he played in his career. And obviously, we'll see that as it goes on, you know, as he yeah. continues to develop. But yeah, very, very well taken try. Yeah. Brings us right... Oh, no, then at the end of the half, again, we have Jamie Roberts, Ryan O'Driscoll combining, and Tommy Bow popping up in the middle of it. And yeah. Jamie Roberts crashes over on half time. Yes. The line shape looked really, really nice there. There was a lovely line again by Ugo Monia, who... Mm. Uh, Ugo Monia was sort of like the glue in this line's backline in a way that everybody else was was quite flashy and yeah. Ugo Monia when they needed to sort of straighten up and go forward again he was the guy who provided that and I think he, he really really brought some balance to the, the Roberts O'Driscoll bow axis yeah. I think Monia was the perfect left winger they could have had for that uh, it's, yeah. a, it's a really nice line's backline obviously it's a pro- proper star-studded team but yeah the, you have of course forgotten another try no 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 there's two things that the Golden Lions do mm-hmm. uh, in just before half time, which are one, Todd Clever comes on. Yes, he's really good when he comes on as well. He's really good. Like, why did they not start it? Hair tied back. I don't know. I don't know if it's just again all of their politics and their stuff going on, and you know, Grobbler, their captain, was in the back row, and so was Willem yeah. Alberts. And then they had what is it, Frank van der Merwe, who obviously then goes on from there to sign for London Irish and Ulster. Yeah, goes to play on for both. I think he headed to London now straight after this tour, right? And then okay. after that, went to Ulster a couple of years later. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, you know they've got a few players like that in the back. They've got a few good back rowers, but yeah, Clever is excellent when he plays. Yeah, yeah, and he looked really wound up for most of the game, and I'm here yes. for it. I'm here for it. Yeah, and I just love that he he. There, there's a little bit of fuck it I do it myself to Todd Clever. Like there's a couple of points where he kicks the ball or throws long passes or you know just tries to bounce everything, ignoring overlaps and. You know, I'm I'm here for it. I'm here for yeah. it. Like, and then he's probably the best player in that squad, uh, Todd Clever. Uh, other than Albert's, Ma- but... yeah, Willem Alberts is is the best certainly in this game. But I think generally, I... historically, I think oh, I think it's Willem probably... Alberts. But sure. you reckon? Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan uh, of Todd. But Clever. he's he's the most capped player in the squad. He's the most experienced yeah. at this point. He'd been to two World Cups. You know, yeah. went on yeah. to play in another, obviously, a couple of years later, which we talked about in detail. If you yeah, were yeah. of this podcast, yeah, 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 we've we've spoken about literally every single game. Yeah, every single one. Even that one game we didn't get to watch, oh, yeah. DJ Khaled. So, Frolic is my favourite rugby player, right? Yes. I want to make that clear. And I didn't remember the Golden Lions having scored a try in this game. I no, thought it was something like 74-6 was the full-time score. Yeah. And so, when, for about three minutes to go in the half, they have an overlap, and the guy on the end draws the pass and gives it to Frolic. I was unbelievably excited. Yeah. Because I got to watch my all-time favourite player, who I have loved since I was a child, who did food tech, score a try yeah. on the only time I'll ever see him play. Yes. Unless we do another podcast dedicated to Frolic, but we've got to get through the Ramil Geisen series first, uh, where we go through every game he ever played. But... The other thing is, though, in order to find out more games he plays, I'd have to find out his first name. Oh, that's true. And to me, you know, he is I was like your frolic. agent. I'll do that. I'll I'll oh, I'll wow. search for oh, the archives you. for you. You know, there was once uh, on Twitter, me and Sam Lana discussed doing a podcast where we uh, do an episode on each of John Yap's eleven caps. <laughs> but alas, I don't think that's yeah. Do a Yonk one afterwards? Yeah, that's true. And then a Molotika yeah. retrospective. My anyway. notes read as follows, and it's massive. You know, the biggest yeah. writing on the page. Oh, right. Yeah. Frolic try, omg, yes boys, frolic nice. with loads of K's. I mean, go frolic yourself. Nobody has had his first name. No name card. Frolic alone. Frolic forever. Nice, nice. I mean, so when the Lions score, it's just kind of like, oh, Brian O'Driscoll scores a nice try. Yeah. Whereas yeah, boy, frolic try. So frolic is the. I'm. Man. I got a lot more excited for frolic try than any of the Lions tries. Oh, absolutely. Frolic is the best player. Yeah, I, he also I, I, doesn't take the conversion, which is hugely disappointing. Because if he had, he would have just skied it. <laughs> that would have been a lot of. Fun I want to see his attempt at goal kicking when he doesn't aim his kicks. Damn you, Andre Pretorius, for nailing it. I know. What's he like? So yeah, the Lions go in thirty-nine ten up at half time, and the Lions go in thirty-nine ten down at half time. So they come back out, and just like straight away, Jamie Roberts just kind of steps straight through the defence and just kind of goes yeah okay might go the whole way uh, finds Monia on the inside and he offloads to Alan Jones who nearly scores but ends up getting penalised but holding for on. a try saving tackle by the by one frolic. and only Frolic yeah but again that was a really nice break by Jamie Roberts and you kind of think like oh my god he must be knackered at this point yes. granted that he um, 
he does end up coming up uh, off not long into the half, doesn't he? And James Hook ends up yeah. playing in the centre for a little bit. Comes off around fifty odd minutes. But yeah. he just played the previous Saturday, and this was on Tuesday. Yeah. So it's quite he, a tight he, turnaround. He must have been knackered. He looked yes. fine, obviously, but uh, yeah, he must have been shattered. And it's at that point. not the highest level of intensity, this game. No. You know, like it's quite, it is a bit of a chuck around. Yeah. There's a really lovely try the line score not that far into this half. Tommy Bow finishes that yeah. before Roberts comes off. That looks so training ground. Yes, like they have so much. They pull off this move. It's really nice I try. Love passes try. and everything. That's but it, they have no. So they have no pressure on them when they're trying to execute these yeah. passes. Yeah, right. Like they're able to get outside the defense so so easily. And uh, so so effectively, Stephen Jones has Brian Driscoll and Jamie Roberts hmm. running hard lines off him, and he gives it to O'Driscoll, who then has Roberts running a hard line outside him. And instead, so Roberts is actually in the gap here. So passing hmm. to Roberts wouldn't have been a, the bad thing. But instead, he gives it back to Stephen Jones, who's looping around, and then he hits Carney again on the short one. And Roberts, despite the fact that O'Driscoll probably took the wrong option by going mm. on the back, uh, he still managed to do a little bit of a block and make enough of a gap for Carney to go through. And then it's the next phase, which is so perfect. So Stephen Jones, he runs, he really, really isolates the last defender. It's effectively a two-on-two, but there's enough mm. space that Stephen Jones can just go at full speed, make sure that defender bites in on him, and he can just quickly feed the ball across to Bow, who finishes brilliantly. Yeah, a brilliant finish. As you say, Stephen Jones going at full speed goes at both miles and arrows capable of. The way he isolates the last the line take is, it is just exquisite. Well. Yeah. Stephen Jones was so good, man. He's brilliant. Brilliant. Stephen Jones was just like. He was like a 3D printed fly half. Yeah. You there know, wasn't like a bad part to, of his game. There wasn't. He was just so rounded and perfect. And there was nothing flashy. There was nothing even like almost human about him, you know? Yeah. He just seemed like you'd printed aspects of a fly half you'd want onto a very nice yeah. man who was yeah. was always carrying a fridge on his back. I'll tell you what, for us as young lads watching this, there was no mm. better person to have as like the role model fly half. No, uh, yeah. Like, this is what a fly half does. Uh, obviously, there was James Hook as well, so it's like, oh, oh, creativity. But Stephen Jones always felt like he's the fly half. He's the one who knows yeah. what to do. You know those like attribute maps that you get where you mm. know you have like the furthest out points and it an ideal one would just be like a circle where everything's yeah. really even. Stephen Jones yeah. would be the circle. Stephen Jones would be the, yeah. the exact, like, every point he hit was put, every part of his game was as good as the next part of his game, you know? Yeah. There was no standout in his game. He was yeah. about the most well-rounded ten he'll ever see. Yeah. Right? Like, even Dan Carter had some aspects that were stronger than others, you know? And yeah. Dan Carter was obviously a better player than Stephen Jones. Yes. But Stephen Jones was the best rounded ten I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah, the most consistently rounded ten. Yes. Yeah, so not long after that, mm. Craig Joubert decides to be a boring grass and rules out a brilliant Golden Lions try for Yana Vermark. Yes. Who, he actually kind of set up the, the position for Frolic's try where with a really nice mispass to sort of basically tie make the Lions defend a lot more narrowly. Mm. And he runs a really, really nice support line and Joubert, the boring grass, rules it out for a forward pass. And no one cares. No one cares. No one cares. No one cares. He then... Later on, seventy odd minutes, he TMOs a Golden Lions try. Yeah, and he like, guys, come on, it's seventy four ten. Let me have the try. The Lions obviously defended it really well, and Sean Edwards would have been delighted with that. Yeah, yeah, with the way they held him out. But still, like, come on, just no one, no one. Be a bit more biased, you know. Literally, one person cares. Sean Edwards. Wait a second, I understand. Sean Edwards is the only person who cares, and he's nearby. Yeah, but if if you're a referee and you're unbiased, what are you doing? Yeah, exactly. Be more shit what? house. Yeah. What would Eliotta want of you? Exactly, right? He would want not yeah. racism. Eliotta would want you buying those crisps. Sure, sure. I don't know what that has to do with racism, but... Just just being corrupt. Sure. Okay, okay. Fair enough. Crisps are famously not racist, to be fair, so... <laughs> that is true. Yeah. That is true. I've so... never seen a racist crisp. There's a point where the Lions try to attack and mm. the other Lions decide to help them out by just going for a mad deliberate knock-on mm. and perfectly placing Mike Phillips into a gap with it, yes. which I thought was really funny. And um, uh, Phillips tries to run the whole way and then eventually attempts a little kick for Jamie Heaslip, who's calling for it. Mm. It doesn't quite go to plan because the, the idea was correct, just the kick was like... The issue with the kick is that it mm. was really shit. Yeah, and it is not a good kick at all. No. But, you know, he tries, bless him. Well, um, then what I love about this, so Jano Vermark takes the ball, 
Mm. And he, he kind of runs backwards in a way of like, oh, I've got to get away from these defenders before I can try and exit here. And there's, uh, I don't think it was Frolic, but whoever was covering fullback, it might have been Killian or, uh, mm. or Noble, runs perfectly into a gap that would have basically made, yes. made him score. And then Vermok doesn't give the pass. And then he just has a really annoyed look and says, throws on like, oh, like he was, he was about to, he was about to be in. Yeah. But <laughs> really alas, instead he's got to yeah. play for the team that loses seventy four ten and doesn't even get their try allowed for, by the TMO. Yeah, oh, it's a hard life, isn't it? I know. Frolic also offers scrum. They get down into twenty two, and Pretorius takes the ball at ten, right? And he's got Frolic running a hard line to crash the ball up, and he just drops it. He doesn't catch it. The ball just bounces straight off his chest and into the line. Hams who then run most of the way downfield. Yeah, yeah. There's also like. <laughs> James Hook getting absolutely nailed by Villamalbus. Yes, that's his first touch. James yeah. Hook comes on, and his first touch is he gets nailed by Villamalbus. He then does that thing where he puts the ball down, picks it back up, and goes again, like, you know, Jimeno loves to do. Yeah. He tries to do that, and Albus just goes, all right then, and picks him up again and carries him another five metres back. what I love about that. It's the first time Albus hits him so hard that James, James Hook accidentally does a roly-poly, like a backwards roll. Yeah. Because he's hit so hard that his momentum naturally puts him back on his feet about 10 metres further back. Uh, and then there's two of them pick him up. There's Weapon of the Hooker as well. Uh, also just goes, yeah, I'm going to have some of this. And he gets smashed twice in one carry. Yeah, it's incredible. It's properly... Yeah, I love it. That is something James Hook should have learned from because he did throw a dummy in the immediate lead up. And Alberts went, no. Yeah, yeah. I shall not buy this from you, sir. You are not Lee Mears. The Lions then learn a lesson in this and go... Oh, you know what? We could um, we could work quite hard in defence as well. Well, That'd that's it. Yeah, James Hook doesn't throw a pass there, and then thinks, "Wait a second, they throw passes though. <laughs> they they're not making that mistake. They're making that mistake. Yeah. I'm not going to make it." Yeah. So both James Hook and Tommy Bow, both Osprey teammates at the time, both pick off passes and score interception tries in yes. quite a short succession. Yeah, Tommy Bowes was really, really nice. It was great, great pressure uh, line speed by Jamie Roberts and Brian O'Driscoll to put Bow perfectly into the the gap between the two passes, and mm. he just he just he didn't even sprint it, and he basically jogs it. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. It was he really nice to see him him get. By the time another, another try, he hits the twenty-two. He stopped running. Yeah. You know, it's like yeah. it's a casual jog in the park. There, it's a frolic, you could say. Yes. Uh, and speaking of which, guess who throws the pass to James Hook? Frolic. It's our boy. Our boy, nice. Mr. Frolic. I mean, that one That one was a little bit more just like, well, if the ball's in the air for seven years, eventually someone's going to catch it, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, that one that was in the air for a very, very long time. Yeah, he just kind of picks quite a nice line in between, reads it well, and then runs that in under the post. Bit more of a chase, bit more of a sprint needed, but yeah. still gets there quite easily because it's Todd Clever chasing back. Todd Clever doesn't give right. up on anything. Uh, excuse me one second. The dog is just having a drink. He's sat on the bed <laughs> with me as I record this. He could he could feature on this. Uh, I, I could yeah. cut this What's out. What's the dog got to say? Well, yeah. No, no. What's the dog got to say? What does the dog think of um, Jamie Heaslip's performance? Uh, the the dog reckons that the lines were pretty good in this game. That uh, Jamie Heaslip mm-hmm. played very well, but it's still going to be enough. Let him say that. Him Don't the, mansplain the, the him. Don't dogsplain the dog. Okay, fine. He Should we introduce woof, him properly? Woof, 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 woof. It's, this is Winston. Winston. Hi, Winston. Yeah, he is. A, he is a Cairn Terrier. Is Winston, a very good boy. Is Winston going to say anything? He's he's. Oh, he's there just he a is. big shake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. If have you said your piece now, Winston, or do you, do you want to say any more? No, I think I think he's going to just have a lie down again. Anyway, okay. where were we? Uh, Winston, just quickly, uh, where can we find you on social media? Oh, he's not bothered anymore. Okay, he's gone away. Never mind. He's <laughs> left early. Just want to get people to listen to the Winston podcast. Yeah, the yeah, Winston um, World Cup respect. I mean, he's a really good boy. So you know. <laughs> anyway, anyway, where were we? Um, uh, rugby. What tries? Oh, you and Murray and Ross Ford come on and smash their first scrum. Yes, they they obliterate the Lions uh, in that scrum, and they march forward about five meters, do another, get get a penalty out of it, and then Stuart Barnes says on commentary, "You, I bet you and Murray can't wait for an for his first scrum." Yeah, straight after he's just smashed the first scrum. Yeah, and also trying to imply, oh yeah, the Lions could take a scrum from this scrum penalty. Yeah, uh, that's like thirty meters out. It's like, oh, but James Hook instead wants to show off his kicking by going to the corner, which would obviously gain them more of an advantage. It's just there's... I enjoyed as well Stuart Barnes doing analysis, which he doesn't do nowadays. Nowadays, he's a fire on all analysts. Yeah. 
Yeah, but it's, they, and it's 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 pretty basic analysis. Don't get me is, wrong. Yeah, but it's like this guy runs here, so this guy runs again. Yeah, yeah, uh, which is just you know we take that for granted now. Uh, well, I say we do. I mean, a lot of pundits still sure at that level, but you but you know. know, Stuart Barnes played in the eighties, so yes, yeah, <laughs> it's a long time ago to be keeping sure. up until as long as he did till two thousand nine. Yeah. yeah, there's a point where James Hook makes a little break. Uh, yeah. down the sideline tries to do a little bit of a kick and it doesn't work uh, it kind of just bounces yeah. over his head uh, and but, you know, Monia he can't regather it then not long after that Mike Phillips has moved into the centre for Harry mm-hmm. Ellis who comes on at nine Yeah. Uh, so they end up with it's a centre partnership of Hook, Bow, and I Phillips one of those things right that the Lions do in a tour game when you know it's the last ten minutes there's no way they'd ever do that in a test surely no they'd never no, they'd, no they'd never, no they'd never, never try Mike Phillips in a test no Okay, so I found, uh, I remembered this during this game, mm. a tweet from Mike Phillips from 2012. Yes. Where he was he was playing for Bayonne at that point, mm-hmm. and he said, it's so easy playing 12 and 13, smiley face. Ha, definitely going to finish up playing there till I'm 50 for Bayonne. How did that go for you, Mike? He, he retired and then played one game for the Scrumar for the Scarlets and retired again. He is currently 38. He has 12 years to go till he can retire. We need to yeah. force him out of retirement and just hold him down. We yeah. need to hold him down and force him to play in the centre for another yeah. 12 years. Also, he can go on the next Lions tour. He can go on the yeah. next Lions tour of South Africa. Yeah. Another thing is that that got one retweet and no likes. Wow. Yeah. But uh, I remember is... that tweet. Yeah, yeah. Because clearly I think he'd started for Bayonne in the centre at one point. No and... likes though. Yeah. Mad, isn't it? No one likes Mike Phillips, clearly. That, that's I shouldn't say that. Anyway, um, yeah, so he, he said that... I bet I could send easy. that tweet now, and it would get more likes. I think you should send that exact tweet. That exact right tweet, now. word for word. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd yeah. do it, but this podcast won't go out for another few days, and it'll look really confusing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we did the Chad it. Plato full stop thing. Oh, yeah. Which, if, if anybody doesn't know, search at Plato Chad on Twitter... And there's there's a, there's a full he tweeted he's done one tweet before and it was a full stop in reply to Sky Sports News uh, on something to do with football and we have done a big long chain it starts with Sam Lana and it ends up with eventually we're all tagging zebra rugby right or something but you know go through that make sure you reply to the correct ones because the, the chain goes a long way it, there's there's quite a few different chains that start eventually isn't there yes a few people try and split off but go with the ones that us two have liked because we didn't like the ones that ended up on the wrong chain <laughs> so Chad Plato for anyone unaware is a Namibia winger yes. who played in the 2019 World Cup and was unbelievable yeah. uh, and when Sam Lana when he was a guest on the podcast uh, he had done a graph tracking everyone's performances per touch you know of how yeah. how many positive impacts they had per touch in the World Cup and Chad Plato was so good that he broke the scales <laughs> That he was by like at least twice as good as the next closest player in terms of positive in- involvements per touch. Uh, he's got a brilliant solo try against Italy, most notably. And basically, we started a petition to make sure he signs for Zebra Rugby, and it hasn't happened and, yet. Uh, well, it kind I mean, of it has. Ha- it has happened. It has but happened, it happened, but he's not actually playing his first game. So uh, get to the end we'll of the that chain. Get to the end of the chain. Uh, the, I'm aware that there's. Um, so I looked at this a couple of weeks ago, mm. and a couple of people in the chain have gone private or deleted their accounts since. Right. So it makes it a bit harder. It says like, oh, this person's account's been private or whatever. Mm. So there's a few people you kind of have to just skip, like leapfrog. But eventually, it gets to a point where we're all tagging Zebra Rugby. So join, jump on the end of that and tag at Zebra Rugby mm. uh, until we find a new trend to put on the end of that chain. I just want to take a moment out to... Because we talked about Mouse quite a lot here. Yeah. And he has just, in the last half hour, Sky Sports Rugby Union have tweeted that he is uh, recovering from colon cancer. Oh, wow. And he's going to miss a line store. So I just want to take a moment after we've been talking about him. Yeah. I've said this many times. I think Mouse Harrison is the best commentator in rugby. Yeah. Uh, I think he's he's just excellent. He brings so much both... He both brings occasion to every game he commentates on. Yeah. Uh, and he also and brings a kind of... He's brilliant. He also brings a kind of warmth and enjoyment to it. That he clearly loves rugby and really loves the game. And I just want to take a moment, as I've, I've seen that literally seconds ago, to, yeah. to send my best to him, to yeah, his family. Uh, yeah. And we're going to miss him on the Lions tour, but I'd rather, yeah. you know, he, he gets through this the other that's, side. That's a massive shame. But yeah, yeah at what cost, you know? Uh, yes. Hopefully, hopefully he, he has... A strong, healthy recovery, yeah. uh, and, and he will be missed on the Lions tour. Also, of course, a Nottingham man. You know, one of, of the course, small handful of, of Nottingham people yeah. in rugby. So, yeah, we like that. Uh, mm. and so does Martin Gillian. So, yes, yes, wow, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yes. Okay, sorry, okay. 
But to, I mean, we've covered most of the Lions tries, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, the one we haven't got to is Stephen Ferris's in the last minute. Yeah. Yeah. So there's there's kind of a loose ball because the Lions ruck over quite well. And Stephen Ferris picks the ball up and mm. just completely outstrips the whole Golden Lions team, mm. basically. And he shows a great bit of toe to, to make it the whole way. Because you kind of think he's going to get caught at one point. But he manages to empty the tank and go the whole way. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's about seventy meters taken. he covers, isn't it? And he loves it. He is so yeah, he's... delighted by that. Yeah. And he's got Shane Williams in support, but you know he thinks, nah, I need someone quick. Shane Williams with the world's shittest lid, I will add. Oh, like, even got, by Shane's standards. He's got a really standards. crap mullet at this point. Yeah, even by Shane Williams. Shane Williams never found yeah. his haircut, but even yeah. by those standards, it's not great. There's, there's also a, a funny point where Harry Ellis tries a dummy box kick, where clearly when he picks the ball up, he's thinking he's going to dummy it and tries mugging off some bloke. Uh, and mm. kind of succeeds. Yeah. Harry Ellis is properly in that tier of players where you go, wow, Harry Ellis is a lion. Yeah, yeah. It's it's wild, isn't it? Mm. It's One good year of like... form and a weak position. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. And like, did anybody ever think Harry Ellis would make the test team? He did. You know, he's got a test cap. Does he? Yeah, yeah. Did he come in the third, third test? Third test. Third wow. test. I mean, we'll get into... But obviously... They wouldn't do anything wild when they brought Harry Ellis. No, of you know, course not. Do of course not. They wouldn't like move anyone's position. Or anything, no, no, you know? not nothing that we've already covered. You know. No. So before we move on to man of the match, to be fair, this is kind of a segue into man of the match and dick of the day. Mm. Uh, I assume that's where we're going next. There's nothing yes. more particularly on the game. So there's a point where mm. so James Hook scores his try, and yeah. have you noticed what Craig Joubert does uh, at this point? No. Okay. Well, I'm going to play you a little bit of audio now. Okay. So you probably can't really pick it up there. And I had to listen back to this quite a lot of times to try and figure out what Craig Joubert said. Right. But he laughs and turns to the sideline. And he, in some way, banters Wayne Barnes. He said, at least I'm something something tackle unlike you, Barnesy. Right. Wayne Barnes was on touch, by the way, just to... Yeah, yeah. Wayne, yeah, Bar- yeah. Yeah, Wayne Barnes was, was running touch on this game. And clearly had... I, I assume, given this was the James Hook interception try, I assumed that Wayne Barnes made some kind of comment about Craig Joubert trying to keep up with yeah. the game and run into the post and whatever. And then Craig Joubert probably took it to heart and made like a really snide comment back to yeah. Wayne Barnes about being small or unable to tackle or unable to referee the tackle area or something like that. But I just thought it was funny seeing referees try and banter between each other. <laughs> it is a bit like seeing your teachers do it, isn't it? Yeah. Absolutely. So yeah, I just, I just thought that was worth mentioning. I d- he's not going to be my dick of the day because of it, but you know. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. I'm glad to hear it. Yeah. Well done, Craig Joubert. GG. So who is your dick of the day? Ooh, I mean, this is a big, big question because objectively I know there's one guy I could go for, right? Mm-hmm. And I also know there's a bunch of people who are also rugby players i mean like in contention louis ludic yeah i guess being like one of the three players i knew properly going into this game you know like reading that team (laughs) sheet going oh louis ludic played he played went off one minute in but he then also has to be a man of the match contention for allowing frolic to play 79 minutes that's very true very unselfish of him so i can't really i can't really consider him for that yeah i mean look objectively you can make a call for frolic for the fact especially because he makes a break down the wing at one point and he also doesn't look where he passes and he just chucks it randomly in field and it just goes to floor major friday night social touch vibes absolutely he's he's just excellent i just love him so it's not him i think i feel slightly cruel for doing this but for that first touch that glorious glorious first touch is the one and only mr james hook Okay, yeah. For getting smashed enough. twice in the same twice tackle. Twice in one carry, yeah. That's really, really funny. Uh, I, I think that's a really good shout. I think... So I have Frolic written down for yes. various reasons. But I think I have to give it to Killian for slapping the ball out of his own scrum. Oh, yeah. hands Into touch on a try-scoring opportunity for the opposition. Uh, I think that's, that is not only stupid, but a really dickish thing to do. So I think yes. dick of the day is, a, is an apt way to refer to Michael Killian for that intervention. Fair enough. Okay, that's it. And man of the match, do you want to stop? Sure. Man of the match. There's, I mean, 
basically the whole Lions back line. Yeah. Carney is brilliant. We've not kind of done justice no. to how great he is in this game. I think he runs a, a lot of really good lines and he always, he always passes and kicks at exactly the right time. And he really... He clearly saw how well Lee Byrne played against the Royal 15 and thought, mm. right, I've got some competition here. And really, really pushed himself. Brian O'Driscoll, I think, was brilliant. But I think... Uh, and Jamie Roberts, once again. Ugo Monia again. Mm. But I think I would be... Uh, it would be wrong if I didn't give it to Tommy Bow. Yeah. I mean, I think there's two contenders here, really, right? One is Tommy Bow, and the other is the Robert O'Driscoll Axis. Not mm. over those players themselves, the Axis. Like yeah. the the joint nod of the two of them, yeah. which I'm very. I'm not going to let you do another to. joint man of the match. No, no, exactly. It's a separate person. Robert O'Driscoll. Yeah. It's like uh, Lennon McCartney, you know, which is a separate yeah. person to Paul McCartney and John yeah. Lennon. Um, but because Tommy Bow is a human being with a birth certificate, I'm going to yeah. have to give it to sure. Thomas For John having Bow. a birth certificate. Yeah, that's the only reason I've given it to him. Yeah, because he actually exists. Yeah. Uh, that, that's that's fair that's fair so is that us is that us i believe game? so that brings us through to the end of the second episode of the squid rugby world cup retrospective brought to you without anyone that played in this game it's it's not the world cup retrospective in the second episode of that, Can I say that? Versus romania yeah Can i say that the, the yeah. squid rugby lions tour retrospective that's without it. anyone that played in this game and yeah. therefore also in the rugby is the third game of the lions tour from 2009 which was against the Free State Cheaters, if anyone wants to go and watch it. They're all on YouTube, all the games on YouTube. They were uploaded by one Mr. Juan Rugby. I want to thank Mr. Rugby and Juan as well. <laughs> Mr. Rugby is obviously the god of rugby uh, yeah. who allows us to do this. Yeah. And I'd like to thank Earl Rose. I'd like to thank the brave police officers who returned the golf clubs that Earl Rose was so cowardly stealing. Yeah, that's true. Big up the boys in blue. <laughs> this does not re- represent any political opinions of the squid rugby uh, line store retrospective please go home okay. and just just go just go home you know just have a nice time you know enjoy wherever you live and we will see you next time for the free state cheaters and we'll see hey if they do any cheating yeah oh that would be that would be banter if they did um but by the by the way before we go your name is robbie your squid Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Bridge or whatever you want to call it. Sure. And yours is? Well, anyway, Great. bye. Brilliant scenes. All right. See you. Bye. <laughs>